What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the Reality of Real Estate podcast. This is our very first edition, and for the uh, half a dozen or so people listening to this, welcome. <laughs> so uh, my, my name is Matt Bergevin. I'm a real estate broker here in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. <laughs> Can't remember what state we live in. But I um, every week we're going to have uh, our guest here, Scott Walton with Fairway Lending, I guess. Is that your name? Fairway Mortgage, yeah. Fairway Mortgage. And then Kelly Smith with, she's another real estate broker as well with ERA, is that right? Yes, ERA Livemore, key to Raleigh. Look at, look at all this. So <clears throat> the entire purpose of this podcast is, I, I think is pretty beneficial for anybody that is a home buyer, a home seller, other real estate agents within the area, other lenders within the area. And the idea is that we as an industry have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of issues with sometimes misinformation um, with protecting our clients and, and anything within the transaction. So the three of us came together, came up with this idea of kind of making our local market better um, that will hopefully kind of spider web out into a national level. The three of us um, are very high producers within our respective fields. Uh, we know quite a bit of influencers on a national level that we hope to bring in uh, to guest and I guess co-host on this. So Pretty excited to bring this out, see what it turns into. Um, yeah, so I will, uh, you, you guys just want to go around the room then, and we'll start with Scott. Scott, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, Scott. That's so annoying. Do we really <laughs> have to do this? Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, okay, so got my license early on, young, 20, 19, 20. Did real estate for a long time, switched to the whole lending side full-time about four years ago. Hmm. Loving it. So, all right, so we'll pick your brain later on that one. Yeah. But more importantly, Ke Kelly's sitting here, and she's more important than all of us. She's, so. yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I feel like you've completely oversold me. Um, <laughs> so, Kelly Smith, um, I got my license in, gosh, 2016. I did pharma before this, so I was in pharmaceutical research and worked for a CRO. Um, this area is all about research, biopharm, um, and so I moved to this area for that, fell in love with the area and stayed. And when I got out of pharma, I got into real estate. So I've been here ever since. Well, that's the common narrative, I think, between any real estate agent is we've all done something in a previous lifetime that has no translation to real estate. Well, I was in management for a wireless company. I feel like everything has a translation to real estate, though. It's like, yeah. I mean, it all has the, the human factor, and there's different skill sets that you can bring into anything. You don't see, like, a landscaper going to real estate or... Uh, oh, you absolutely do, because they're like, I saw this guy flip a house, and he made a ton of money, so I can do it, and it looks so easy, and they just jump in, and it's like... And then they're like, oh, my God, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> Which I first bomb right there. I F of it. Hashtag F bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. How many times, how many people do you know who are like, oh, I could do that? Like, we just bought a house and our agent made, you know, it was so smooth and she just made, you know, $12,000 and we could have done that. Like, there's no reason why we should have mm -hmm. paid yeah. her. And they think that everything is gravy because you make it look gravy and that is your job. Mm -hmm. But then you also hear, the other side when it is not gravy and yeah. you're like that's why we have a job right yeah that's the stuff that keeps us up late at night stressing out oh, God. in my case going bald uh that's why i'm wearing a hat today so mm -hmm. you guys don't oh. make fun of my hairline but yeah i can't tell you how many um sleepless nights i've had over like 
somebody's roof leaking or mm-hmm. somebody else's yeah. toilet breaking, the d- garbage disposal not working. Yes. It happens. It happens. Yeah. My garbage disposal breaks and I just call a handyman and get it fixed. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. But if it's Wait. a buyer or a seller's, we're losing sleep. Mike doesn't <laughs> fix it? Have you, you've met my husband. Oh. He's he's not fixing that garbage. (laughs) That's what my wife says about me. There's no way he can swing a hammer or do anything like that. Mike is not hanging a picture straight, so we're not. (laughs) Hopefully, he's not (laughs) listening to this. (laughs) Hashtag f bomb and hashtag Mike. Love you, honey. That's right. Um, Well, I guess I'll go. uh, My turn now. Your turn. Let's hear your story. My name is Matt Bergevin, and uh, I've been in real estate. I just started my fourth year. I came from a previous career in regional management for a cell phone company and uh, needed a career change, came to real estate and haven't looked back. So for me, it was a great decision for myself and my family. Um, But now we've been able to, at least on my end, scale this thing into a team and a brokerage that is, we we provide services throughout the entire state of North Carolina. So we have about 190 agents underneath us and we're we're rocking and rolling. So it's fun, it's fun to to be a part of something to grow and and not only professionally, but also personally, so. Excited to uh, team up with these two. So, cool. So, I guess the agenda of this entire podcast is going to be kind of um, anything and everything real estate. So, now that we have, you know, a lender here, we got a couple agents. Um, we we want to make sure that we provide valuable content to everybody. And, and we do encourage... Um, emails. We actually just opened up an email account right now. So you guys, whoever's listening, all probably seven by now, right? We were growing exponentially. It's not anywhere yet. Oh, okay. Once so, we publish it, maybe seven. <laughs> but you guys, you guys can email us uh, your questions. Um, and once we figure this thing out, you know, hopefully we can have you guys participate within a, yeah. a podcast too. So Scott, you want to give them that email address? I already forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> Reality of real estate podcast at Gmail. D or just just reality. Okay, so reality. Spell that. R e a l i t y of real estate at gmail dot com. I podcast. thought you were gonna spell of as well. Oh, I, I could <laughs> I, I could do that one. No, too. you forgot the podcast part. <laughs> okay, all right, scratch that. Reality. R e a l i t y of real estate podcast at gmail. We are attempting to get every letter in the alphabet within that email address. Yes, clearly. sorry. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> right. We might be editing it and changing our email. <laughs> <laughs> so as of now, you guys can email that. Um, one of us will get back to you and, and figure out a way to properly address your comment or question or whatever uh, on the next episode, if you will. So cool. So that covers those two market updates. So one of the things that we find valuable um, with talking with other agents from different firms, even within our area or across the country, uh, is kind of what's going around in going on in Southern California or Texas or wherever we are. So one thing that uh, we find valuable here, we want to do is uh, talk about the local numbers within our MLS, kind of the average sales price, days on market, the, all all that stuff that goes into it. Because our market here is incredibly intense still, even with a quote unquote slowdown. Would you agree, Kelly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're still seeing multiple offers. We're, we're still seeing heavy due diligence. And for those agents that are listening, yes, we are a due diligence state. We can discuss that later. But I think that's one of our topics. Right? Um, yeah, we, we do real, real estate totally different from what I gather around the country. So I'm going to defer this topic to my friend Kelly. 
as uh. far as the local stats so that she can educate us. Oh, I thought you were going to make me explain due diligence. No. I was like, when sure, I, I got this. That's, that's in a couple minutes, Kelly. Oh. What, oh. Is, what is due? I've never heard of it. What is due diligence? <laughs> oh, please. No, market update first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Market update. Okay, so this is for the Triangle region. So for people who don't know, the Triangle is Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, or Cary. Depending on who you're talking to, they will say the Triangle is either Chapel Hill or Cary. Yeah. Um, but it is always Raleigh and Durham. So according to our MLS, this is, so this market update is being given on August 22nd of 2022. And these numbers are from the end of July. So for July, 2022, month over month, we have new listings are up 1%. Um, closed sales are down 12.6%. The median sales price has actually risen. It's at 420000 the average sales price. So there's a median sales price and an average sales price. Average sales price is four eighty-five six fifty-one. dollars um, And then months of supply inventory, we have $1.5. Um, so just to put this into perspective, um, a neutral market is six months of inventory. We're not there yet. We are still very much considered a seller's market. However, because it's been so aggressive, and I think you guys can agree with me, nothing healthy has the word war in it. Mm. <laughs> so all of the bidding wars, all of, like everything, it's starting to normalize. This market is becoming a healthier market. So yes. I don't think it is a buyer's market. Don't go out there and say, I'm going to try to buy this house for $100,000 under, and they're going to install a new fence, and I want the floors resurfaced, and da-da-da-da. No, the sellers are not going to agree to that. It is not that far. Um, and I, don't, I really don't know if we're going to end up in a true buyer's market mm -hmm. this year. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't see it on my end. No. no, we just don't have the inventory. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, pre pre COVID, actually, kind of going into COVID, I think our supply was under a month. Yeah. So you know, back back then, we were sub fifteen hundred active listings within our MLS, right? Mm -hmm. On average, and that was over thirteen counties, I think, in our MLS at that point. So if you figure that out, now we're at was it forty seven hundred? So are listings. we close to pre? No, COVID? we're still no. off because that was like six, seven, eight thousand active listings yeah. at that time. So we still have an inventory issue for sure. Um, and and what we know is the two things that sell houses are price and condition. Mm -hmm. And when both of those are right, these houses are still flying. Yeah. Yeah, we're just under seven thousand active and coming soon homes on the market right now. Sixty nine thirty three. So I guess the. Th if you can take anything away from this new listings are going up and closed sales are going down however the price has changed like year over year we're looking at a price increase average sales price is up 19.5 percent so i mean if you, <laughs> that's year over year the average sales price so homes are not getting cheaper but now there's a little bit more on the market right now, and you have a few extra days to look at them. The days on market um, in 2021, July 2021, was nine, and now it's 12. So it's still under two weeks. Yeah. 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 So if you like the house, buy it. Well, I think now, too, we've established a new baseline, at least in our market, from compared to where we were. COVID exposed that we had a major price issue uh, with our, our real estate, with our properties here, right? 
you know, if you bought a house three years ago for three hundred grand, that house is, might be worth five fifty now, five hundred, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so where it's at, but yeah. we by going through COVID, we have now established that brand new baseline. Probably, we will never see three hundred thousand dollar houses again on an acre or three thousand square feet. Those, those won't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I could be wrong. Yeah, at least not in Raleigh City. You have to go out to yeah. no go BFE, right? I guess I can say that. What, why why say no, BFE? No. I mean, well, we have a very communicable like commutable area. Is that a word? Commutable. How many syllables is that? Oh, it's like seven. It has to be Can five. You spell that at gmail.com? No, Just kidding. it's part of our email address why now. <laughs> why are you so hurtful? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not talking about like our greater. I'm talking like way up into Warren County, you know, near the Virginia border, stuff like that. This is probably what you'll see. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, inside the city. No, area, yeah. we won't see that. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Kelly. No worries. Uh, hopefully that background noise you guys aren't picking up. That's right. We'll figure out this whole recording thing one day. Yeah, one day. All right, Scott, what's going on in the mortgage world? Uh, I mean, I don't know. A whole bunch of stuff. So my updates are going to be more about looking forward, um, not looking backwards, like with the real estate data. So this week we have some, I guess, news coming out. We have the PC. PCE inflationary data coming out on Friday. And also the feds are going to come out of their Jackson hole meeting, kind of talking about what they're going to do with the fed rate that could shake up the market a little bit for, for rates. So locking is probably the best thing right now. If you have deals closing soon. Yeah. So what (laughs) do we expect the fed to raise rates again? Yeah. They'll be raising rates for a while, but at what clip is the question. Oh, and what that clip is will determine on the overall market if they like it or not. I think the market wants a half of a percent rate. Yeah, can we stop it with the 0.75, please? Yeah, but if it goes 0.75, I think the market might have a... Conniption? Yeah. I don't blame them. Or if it goes too low, it might have a conniption too. So Mm. I think everybody's thinking it's going to be 0.5. Okay. Yeah. We can get into what that means as far as rates later because that's a long conversation. Yeah, we don't have time for that today. Yeah. Anything else? That's pretty much about it. So the rest of the week, it's kind of quiet, but that's kind of what my updates are going to be. Okay. But rates are rates. So the uh, the topic that we have on our agenda to kind of cover, because Kelly and I, we're part of a coaching company um, that we have a national presence, uh, I guess a national network of other agents. And we, whenever we discuss this topic of due diligence, most agents I know out of state, they go insane. They don't understand why, the what, all that stuff. So would you agree with that? You oh, have absolutely. Yeah. They get so angry. They're like, what do you mean my people have to put down money before they can inspect mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Right. So w- I guess um, coming from two different agents, we're going to explain kind of what due diligence is, uh, what it means to your buyer and or seller. And for you other agents that are out of state listening to this, uh, when you when you send us your referrals – because uh, that's pretty much how both of us work. Uh, we want you guys to understand, kind of get a good baseline of what that means. We'll handle the, you know, explaining it to your referral, but w- it's pretty valuable for you guys to understand that as well. You guys good with that here, Scott? Yeah. Kelly? Okay. I think that's a good idea. You can so give like a 30,000 foot view? Yeah, I'll give a 30,000 foot view, and then we'll kind of see where the conversation takes us. Is that cool? Okay. All right. So you good with that? Yeah, it's fine by All me. Right. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? I mean, if if you have to put it in a nutshell, it's hard earnest money. Yeah. So in yeah, North instantly North, hard. North Carolina is a buyer beware state. 
So what that's still the recording, and now we have to rehash all that. So if you're hearing this, these topics twice, sorry, it is what it is. So pretty much um, three lines. The first three topics, or uh, fill in the blanks, I guess, if you will, in our contract is the sales price of a property, due diligence money, and earnest money. Um, due diligence money in North Carolina is not refundable. It's paid directly to the seller. So if I'm buying Kelly's house and I offer her $5 for her house, Let's say let's use usual numbers five hundred thousand dollars for a house, and that's better. I, yeah, and I, and then I say, hey, look, I'm going to give you five thousand dollars for due diligence money. In essence, the way to think about that is I am compensating the seller directly five grand for her taking her home off the market while I do my while I do my due diligence, my inspections on the property. Mm -hmm. am, I, am I doing well? Do I got it? Am I doing that? Make yeah, that's okay. perfect. I awesome. mean, other than it should be fifty grand, but yes, go oh. ahead. <laughs> And then earnest money, uh, earnest money is um, another bucket of money, if you will. That's deposited with a, an attorney or someone that has a trust account. North Carolina is an attorney state, so typically we write checks um, made payable to that law firm. They hold that money in trust, and that will be released upon closing. Or wires, if or, you're. Yeah, um, we do wires. Yeah, because you know, not a lot of people have, uh, not a lot of people have checkbooks anymore. So. Yeah. Let's let's pause there. So, what it, what is your take on due diligence on the on the broker side? Well, if you're on the buy side, you want to pay as little due diligence as humanly possible because I mean, everyone has had a buyer walk away from a house, and in nine times out of ten, is absolutely justified. Sometimes it's they got cold feet, and, or someone talked them out of the property. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's justified that they, they needed to walk away from that house because mm -hmm. of something that came up during due diligence. Mm -hmm. Um, and you want it to, you don't want it to be crippling at the fact that they can't then go buy another home. So if you're on the buy side, you want due diligence to be as little as possible. If you're on the sale side, if I'm representing a seller, I want as much due diligence as humanly possible to make sure that the buyer does not walk away. Yeah. Because in North Carolina, uh, the offer to purchase and contract. I mean, no, I'm not an attorney. So let me just throw that out there Same. now. I am not. Matt Bergevin makes no representation as to if I'm an attorney. Yeah. Uh, neither do I. Can't consult an attorney. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nick Carr is wonderful at NC Real Estate Law Firm. Well, there. now i got to plug mine. Well, <laughs> well wait. I'm going to finish first. Nick. Nick Carr. So. Um, <laughs> what, did you? That sounds like Doug Boyette. Does no. that rhyme with Doug Boyette? Brady Boyette? It does not at all. <laughs> all right. Move so, on. <laughs> Shameless um, plug. <laughs> we'll plug our lender in a minute. Um, His name <laughs> when is does he Mike. Show <laughs> Scott Walton with Fairway Mortgage. So Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> um, the offer to purchase and contract has exit, I don't want to say exit strategies, but there are um, ways for a buyer to exit. And there is no exit provisions for a seller that I have seen, but then again, I am not an attorney. Um, so the exit provisions for the buyers, if they want to sit down at the closing table and be like, you know what, I don't want this house anymore, and they can get up and walk away, the only ramifications that the seller has at that point is to keep their due diligence and their earnest money. So when you're on the listing side, you want that to Ding the buyer because mm -hmm. you don't want them to walk away and then your sellers have all their stuff on a truck and they're yep. 
out of a house, like out of the house, and now have to go through marketing the home again and doing all of that. So during during the last year, though, we were seeing due diligence fees in essence of six six figures. figures. Yeah. I mean, so to to kind of circle back on what she was saying, imagine if you will, if you're a buyer or you're representing a buyer, and your buyer really falls in love with a home, and they say, you know what, I'm going to go say fifty thousand dollars over asking price mm-hmm. because there's multiple offers. And I'm going to put a hundred thousand or one hundred fifty thousand dollars in due diligence money down. They are literally stroking a check to that seller in that amount of money, and it's not refundable. And what happens if there is a an issue with the home that is discovered during uh, the inspection period, like Kelly was talking about? That's that's crippling for most people, you know, yeah, or a short appraisal, grand, yes, or, or, a short or short appraisal. appraisal. So you know, here we were seeing a lot of buying. I'm I don't care. I'm going to buy your house as is. And, you know, we'll, we'll also sign an appraisal addendum saying we don't care. We'll cover that difference. So as of late, though, are you guys seeing the due diligence coming down? Oh, absolutely. Um, my several listings right now down, but not not significantly down, maybe 10% down. Do you think it's just the market hasn't caught up to? Wait, 10% that? down, like $100,000 due diligence is now 90000 Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I, like, I have seen, I have... Been getting offers accepted with ten thousand in due diligence or twenty thousand yeah. in due diligence, yeah. whereas, uh, I mean, last year there were a couple price points where it's like if you don't have eighty thousand dollars that we can put in due diligence, we won't even be in the final right. round to be considered. Because I've I've had a couple contracts come through where they're on the outskirts of town, but I, they've had put five hundred dollars up for due diligence and then three grand for earnest money. 500? I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen a hundred in a while. Wait, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Is it, my point is, is that is it coming, starting I, further out and it's going to start coming it back in where uh, it's going back to normal? I think it goes back to my, my first comment here is that two things sell a house, price and condition. Correct. And yes. if both are, both are in line, I think buyers and particular certain types of buyers, agents will still want to get aggressive with it. So let me ask you a different way. What was due diligence pre- pandemic pre-pandemic um i mean you're looking at one percent was okay. like one percent of the purchase price of the home would be split between yep. earnest money and due diligence yep. one to two percent do you guys see that coming back no because you guys are painting a pretty I, bleak, bleak picture with I, no i i'm not saying we're not trying to be bleak. no i know real estate is so hyper localized if you are in i mean if we're talking about a freestanding home near Glen, like walking distance to Glenwood South mm-hmm. that's on a quarter acre and has a private fenced-in backyard, that's going to have a very different due diligence than a townhouse in Wakefield Estates, right. which is you know North Raleigh, Wake Forest mm. area. So Where Scott lives. <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I think we should cut that out. <laughs> we don't need anyone knowing. He doesn't live in Wakefield. <laughs> yeah. Well, still. People can find out pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, I guess I, back to that, the due diligence. Like, I understand it's local and uh, price yeah. point and stuff like that. But it, it comes down to also, I would assume, traction of the property. The Yes. How many people are viewing it. Yeah. How many yes. offers are coming through, that type of thing. Well, the, the thing with due diligence, too, is <clears throat> the... To Kelly's point, back when I first got into business, it was about 1% split. You know, so $300,000 house, you're putting roughly 1500 bucks into the due diligence bucket and mm-hmm. 1500 into earnest money. 
But now, earnest money seems to have gone away. My last several contracts I've seen I, is zero. There is blank. Yeah. Because yeah. sellers are now conditioned because their friends or family that yeah. have sold in the past or their agent is saying, look, my last 10 deals have been incredible amount of due diligence money. Don't even entertain anything with earnest money because why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so let's talk about that. Let's talk about how the pandemic has shaped the buyers and the sellers because I feel like it is a very different we have a very different selling pool and we have a very different buying pool. S- like, I'm not going to say in this area, it is national. Like, across the board, everyone I've talked to has had very different considerations. Like, buyers expect HGTV. They mm-hmm. want the house staged. Mm-hmm. They want professional pictures. Like, the... Oh dear God, it bothers me so much when I s- am looking at listings on the MLS and you can see the reflection of the realtor with her cell phone taking the pictures and like the microwave reflection or in the bathroom mirror. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're getting paid. This you're is not, not you're professional. Not supposed to do that. That's how I do it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic though, as far as yeah. like identifying the right agent for you. Anyway. Well, yes, but I mean, buyers expect a staged home and they expect it to be at a certain caliber. They want the landscaping done. They want the HGTV experience because they have been conditioned to believe that that is what it is. So most agents, good agents have tried to give that to buyers as much as humanly possible. And then on the sales side, like selling agents list, well, buying agents, they're, conditioned to think that you don't have to put stuff in earnest money that it should all be in due diligence yeah. and i mean I, I think we should get back so to there's gonna be an even split what you're saying is there gonna be a shift in how buyers and sellers view the market coming up as it's continues there, to there already it already is. has yeah. for sure yeah. there has but that's that's where agents so you know there's there's a lot of agents within our area during covid that you know the great resignation We've mm-hmm. all heard of that. People quit their job like, oh, I'm going to go become a real estate broker because it looks so easy. Oh, yeah. dear God. And the problem is, is that they, they've never seen a market where it's truly balanced or, or not 100% skewed one yeah. way or the other. Mm-hmm. So right now, they don't know any better. And that's so we, we saw this drastic just surge of due diligence money, sales price. Now it's going to be kind of like a trickle down to back to normalize uh, a traditional offer that we would see two, three years ago. Yeah. Yes. And that, that's the sad part is that even a year from now, I still think we're going to be seeing heavy offers, heavy due diligence money where these poor folks that are not particularly in a, in a great financial shape that can buy a house, they're still being kind of pigeonholed into Correct. 10, 20, 30, $40,000 in due diligence money. And, and home affordability is a real issue right now in our area. Yeah. It's you're, so many people are being priced well, it's out across the nation too. There's yeah. been a lot of talk about that. The the American dream is it still alive and it's tough. Yeah. It's tough when and I'm sure you see it on the lending side. But yeah. when I have a buyer come to me or my buyer's agent does, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we're excited. We're gonna buy our first house. They have great credit." But then we explain to them the reality of our market. Yeah. Hey, do you have twenty five thousand dollars in cash? And well, no. And that's a that's a dream for them. Well, then, I, I mean, then you kind of push them towards new construction. But even with new construction, mm-hmm. like I, I got a, I'm a part of the National Home Builders Association. So they sent over an email today. And one of the headlines was that pricing of labor or for lumber has gone up 
lumber and materials for a new construction home mm-hmm. have gone up 38% over the last two years. And that's huge. Well, the, the builder is going to require higher deposits now to minimize their risk. So like, I put a new construction under last Friday, and the buyer put down $25,000 in, in non-refundable money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to that builder. And that's... Yeah. Was that custom or national? Just out of national. curiosity. National. Yeah. 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 So what else on due diligence? Uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, as long as agents that are listening to this, you know, within North Carolina or without, I think for me, what I would like to see as someone who lists quite a bit of property is, you know, make sure you explain to your buyers the right way of, not, not necessarily the right way, the, the, the right definitions of what due diligence means, what earnest money means. Uh, if you are a part-time agent, consult with your broker in charge or yep. a veteran agent on how to properly do that. Cause there's nothing more frustrating than when a buyer wants to back out for whatever reason, um, either they can't mm-hmm. get funding or whatever, explaining to them that their hard earned money of due diligence is not refundable. So well, that, that should be explained from go. Yeah. But I've been in deals where it hasn't. And that's, that's the sad part. Yeah. And due diligence gets, gets, gets applied to the cash to close just like the earnest money does. Yeah. Just right. Yeah. On the lender side. Yep. Just yeah. my two cents. No, definitely need to. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just gone. It's not just gone. Yep. Yeah. It, I tell people that it's in, um, it's a early investment in the closing costs. Correct. Like, yeah. 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 So is that it? Can be. Anything else we need to know about due diligence? Well, apparently we need some sort of sign-off. I don't know. No. Well, for all your referrals, call Matt Bergevin <laughs> at 919 <laughs> That's getting edited out. Don't worry. <laughs> I was about to no, say. I mean, I, hopefully you guys will provide valuable feedback to us uh, via that email. Um, what was it? Reality of real estate podcast, podcast. at gmail.com. Um, the, the goal is to start introducing guests, either other agents, other lenders, uh, appraisers, you know, yeah. anybody within this vertical to help educate other agents and, you know, ra- around our area, around the country. And, and so email your topics basically. Can I finish my sentence? You're taking a very long time. Sorry. Just like our email address takes a long time to say. Yeah. I wonder who made that email address. <laughs> I don't know. I was under pressure. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you, I guess. Anything else? Good talk. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us for the new first podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm.